0: Welcome to the Living Waters Church Sunday Sermon. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now let's listen in with Pastor Jay Petty. water's your life and the boat is you going through the water. Some of you, like me, we our boats run in rough water. You know what rough water is? Man, it's pretty, it'll knock you around a little bit, you know, it's just rough life. A lot of, seems like a lot of things happen and, and trauma comes and all the other things that come at you from every kind of direction and the thing is is that you're not supposed to be in your boat God had never intended you to be in your boat he intended for you to be in his boat see in God's boat there's smooth waters and it's a big boat and in that boat there's all the Wonders of God and Majesty of God in that boat. The problem is, is we have to get out of ours. Part of the reason we're in ours is what we see in ourselves, what we believe about ourselves, our own concept of ourselves, instead of the real, real person you really are, and that's that transformed and redeemed individual who's been born again by the blood of Jesus. God took you out of this world and put you in his world. But all this time you're riding in your boat and you're trying to fix this, you're trying to fix that, you're trying to do this, trying to do that, trying to move this, trying to move that. You're trying to do all this stuff and it seems like it's impossible for you. And really it is. I'll tell you something, my friends. You have to learn how to exchange things. God never meant for his people to walk in the unhappy places they walk, in the drama in which they walk. Ours should be an easy life. What I mean by that, it should be a, a life that is filled with the glory of God. It doesn't mean that things don't happen. It just means that when you're in the right boat, they don't affect you the same way. I believe in the great exchange. I believe you've got to give up yours to get his. No matter what it is. You have to give up your sin to take his righteousness, his holiness. You have to give up something to get something. You have to exchange something of yours to receive something of his. Let me tell you what the biggest problem is. We're in charge of our own life, our own destiny and we want to drive our own boat where we want it to go. And many times we wreck our boat on the shoreline because we can't see where we're going and we can't see what's ahead. All of us do that. God intended for heaven to fill us by giving us his spirit to direct and guide our lives so that we could walk with him. We've been talking about walking with God, right? You gotta take the drama, you gotta take your sin, you gotta take your problems, and you have to exchange them for his love, for his peace, for his joy, for his grace, for his mercy, for anything that's his. His is greater than yours. His is more powerful than yours. His is filled with good things, not like yours. How do I know this? Because I have to get out of my boat and get in his too. See, what we should be doing in this life is walking through this life with joy, joy, a calm delight. Well, that's what it means, a calm delight. It's a a joyful or cheerful kind of life. You get up in the morning and you're cheerful. And you, and you have this calm delight about yourself. And you have, not only with that, you have this peace. And not only do you have that, but you have this unconditional love in you. And along with that comes His grace, His influence in your life. And along with that comes His mercy. His tender mercies into your life. It should be happening every day. From the time that you awake until the time you go to bed. It should be present in your life. Because God is present in you. But you're running your own boat. And everything that comes your way becomes a mountain of unbelief in your life. I can't do it, I can't get around it, I can't quit, I can't stop, I I can't seem to handle this, I don't know what to do, and it's very simple, to just exchange it. Everything that's in your boat causes all kinds of problems in your life. God wanted to take this journey with us. But He wanted to take this journey with us in giving us the gifts that He has has for us. Part of the gift of the Spirit is the fruit of God's Spirit, it's the prophetic. This is Kate Gore. That's part of it. Part of the gifting that God has given you. It's hard hard when you're living inside of your boat, running in rough waters, to be able to minister to the needs of others. Why? Because you're consumed by what's going on in your life. When you give all that away, you step out of your boat into his boat, and you take what God has for you, and you begin to live inside of that great big boat on that great smooth water, you begin to see something miraculous taking place. It's an open door. Why? Because you're filled up with the things of God, the things that God has given you. I asked you one simple question. How How many of you are really happy Honestly. How I many of you just trying to get through? Just trying to do what you think God wants you to do? It's a whole lot easier if you just get out of your boat, get into his, and let him take you where he wants you to go. Your, your lifting should be simple. It should be easy. The things that you walk in should be simple before God and before man. It should just be simple. Preaching the gospel should be a simple message. Praying for the sick should be a simple uh, effort to reach out and to pray, allowing God to do what God does. We get in his way and we get in our own way. And we let the the joy of our salvation be robbed from us because of the boat we're in. And our own concept of our own self as to what we believe about our own selves. Instead of us believing what God has said we are, and who we are. Second Peter one three says, his divine power. Divine simply means the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The divinity, meaning God, power is dunamis, has given us all things that pertain to your life. Everything that you have need of comes out of that divine power. Period. God says you can do this because I've given you the ability to do this. You can do this because I've given you the force to do it. Because I'm present. And godliness. Through the knowledge of him who called you by glory and virtue, by his glory and virtue, by which you have been giving to us these exceedingly great precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature. So what God has done, it's done it all. Done everything. Not only has he given us his divine power, but he's given us his divine nature. He's given us The nature of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, he's given us that nature. We are the people of God. We are the children of God. We are gods. We are the the sheep of his pasture. We are gods. I don't know why we don't get that. We belong to him. Get out of your boat. You can mark your day and it's almost the same thing every day because you're in your boat. And your boat is doing the same thing every day, going the same direction every day, hitting the same walls every day. Pretty amazing, isn't it? Lord, lift me up where I belong. On heaven's earthly grounds how do you how, how are you going to get up and be and walk in the things of God when you're pulled down by all the things of the world? See here it says for the rest of it that these that these you may be partakers by the divine nature having escaped, The corruption of the world by lust. Lust simply means desire. What kind of desire? The desire of the world. It's interesting. Some really choose to walk there and they do great things and attributes for God. Some don't. No matter what, God loves you. I don't care what you've done. I don't care what you're doing. The love of God is unconditional for you. You can fall, and his love will pick you up. if we learned to walk in the love of God towards one another, there'd be this great thing that would be happening in our lives. We'd let all the natural things just pass away, such as pointing our fingers at others, talking about others, saying things we should be saying about others, but truly loving. To say that, I can accept you for who you are. I can accept you for where you are. And I'll love you no matter what. See, humankind in their boat wanna put conditions on their love. I'll love you if, I'll love you if, I'll love you if. God doesn't say I'll love you if, he says I love you. If we come to his son, he loves us unconditionally. Why? Because we have his divine nature. The word uh, nature means holiness. Distinctive of the nature is specifically referred to as God's. God's nature is holy. Now listen to me. Each one of us who receive Jesus Christ as Lord have within them a spirit of holiness and and righteousness, because that's the nature of God. It's funny if we, if we could just learn to let all the other stuff go, we'd learn how to walk in the very nature that God has given to us. Isn't it amazing that we wouldn't do certain things because that would not be our nature? Well, let me use an example: a dog. A dog has a nature, right? What is that nature? They're all a little bit different, but the nature of my dog, if she doesn't know you, what she's gonna do is she's gonna come at you like she's gonna eat you alive. Probably if you went like that, she'd probably back up. But, but that's beside the point. The point is that's her nature. And as, a, as, a, as my pet, I, want, I don't want her to have that kind of nature. I want her to have a loving nature. I want her to, to come up to people and, and just just love them like she loves me, like I love her. That's what God wants. God wants us to take on his nature, walk in his nature, love in his nature, so that our nature becomes like his nature and our nature that has been begins to dissolve and begins to go away. That's what love is supposed to do, you know that? It's supposed to be that one thing that that binds us together, that holds us together, that keeps us together in unity, in oneness. 1 John 3, 2 says, Beloved, now we are the children of God, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. We know that when we that when He is revealed, that we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. And everyone who has this hope purifies himself, just as He is pure. Now, it's an interesting thing is that uh, we really don't. We only know in part, so to speak, about God. I know there's a lot of people think they know everything about God, but believe me, they don't. It says we know in part. But what it says is that when we get there, when we see him, we will see him and we will know him as we are known. In other words, we're going to know God the way he knows us. That's going to be a powerful day, I'll tell you. All that other stuff is just going to flood away. It's just going to flood away. It won't even matter when we come into his presence. We will know him and he will know us and we will become like him just like Jesus and that is part of our walk here is for us to understand that our walk is to be more and more transformed into the image of Christ the more the more longer we stay in our own boat the harder that becomes because we get used to the rough waters we get used to the drama We get used to walking in a life that lacks peace and and comfort and joy. I look at Christians and I go, "Mm, my wife, someone told me this about my wife the other day. I was in the bank. She says, I just love your wife. And she goes, she, every time she comes in here, she's so up. She has a smile on her face. She's just so, she's just so joyful. Wow. Hey, that's a fruit of the Spirit, isn't it? Joyful. Oh, wait a minute. Aren't we all supposed to be like that? That when people see us, they see the joy of God in us, not because of what's happening in our life, but because of who is in us a smile upon your face, laughter, joy, rejoicing joyfully rejoicing joyfully. (laughs) That's a pretty cool word. But you know what that means? That means I have so much joy that I joyfully worship God. That means I can stop. I can stop. I can shout. I can jump up and down. I can scream to the Lord. Not because of any other reason than I got joy in me. And that joy is being released from me inside of my worship of God. Second Corinthians 317, now the Lord is spirit. You know, you know God doesn't have human form, right? You guys, you guys know that God is an all-consuming fire. You realize that, right? <laughs> God the Father does. Now, Jesus has a mortified body, which we're going to get. But I want you to understand that God is spirit. And he works in us by his spirit. He communicates to us by his spirit. He does those things in us by his spirit. God is spirit. Where the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty. What does that mean? That means there's freedom of all the junk in my boat. There's freedom from the drama in my life. There's freedom from the power of darkness. There's freedom to be free. Why? Because the Spirit of the Lord makes me free in His presence. When we begin to feel the presence of God, one of the things that we begin to feel immediately is the release of all the drama in our own lives. We begin to break, and we begin to cry, and we begin to release all the stuff that's bothering us. And all of a sudden, we feel freedom, and we raise our hands, and we give glory to God. In an instance, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty freedom. Why? Because it goes on to say this, but we all with unveiled faces beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to ever-increasing glory just as by the spirit of the lord so god the holy spirit is doing trying to do this job in us He's trying to change us transformation means to change or to to transform something from one thing to another in the electrical world is to transform electricity from 4160 to 480 or 110 or 220 or on and on. There's all different sizes of kinds of voltage. But it's all about changing it so that it's usable. God, the Holy Spirit, comes upon our lives to bring about transformation. Of what? Of us. To to transform us to what? To the very same thing that He is. Jesus. Or God. To be like them. To live our lives like him. To walk like him. To think like him. To be like him. And what is that exemption or that that liberty? It frees us. It frees us. From the God of this world and all the drama that's in it. And the next time I see Paul, he's, a, he's got joy in his heart. Next time I see Becky, she's, oh God, she's so loving. Oh, and the next time I see Bill, he's so joyful. We're so peaceful. It's the magnificence of God working in the human life to transform our lives and somehow we think it's all our job. I have to work, I got to big holy so I'm going to have to work at holiness. That's not what it says. You become holy because God is in you, not because of anything you can do to make yourself holy. Don't you understand you're accepted fully by God right now? And that God loves you fully right now, just as you are. And that his holiness and his righteousness is in you right now. And you can't change that. And neither can anyone else. The only thing that God's going to do is to bring that out more and more in your life. How? By his character. Ephesians 3, uh, 4.22 says, and put off concerning the former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful desires or lust, but be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Sometimes we call that repentance. Change the way you think. Start thinking this way instead of that way. Start, start thinking that, that God really does love me. Start thinking that God really does want me to get out of my boat and get into his. Start thinking that I can exchange it anytime I want and find the peace of God or the joy of the Lord. Or I can find his love in my life. I can do that every time. Why? Because my mind is being conformed to the truth of his word. Different walk, I'll tell you, but that's what he's saying. Put off the old, men, put on the new man, which was created according to God and true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, quit doing certain things. Quit lying. Quit cheating. Quit. Quit. Uh, Stop being angry. Stop being grumpy. Stop, stop, stop being in the drama. Stop living in the drama. Stop living in the, in, in the vices of this world and rise above that and start being and thinking the way God wants you to think. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. So no matter what the condition is, God's not going to walk away from you. But he is going to tell you to get out of your boat. You know how you walk on water, right? You have to get out of the boat. You have to get out of your comfortable setting. You have to get out of that place that's so easy for you to be in. Take on an uncomfortable walk, like walking on water. Peter said to Jesus, bid me to come to you. Why did Peter say, bid me to come to you? Because he knew if Jesus said, come to me, he knew he could walk on the water. Isn't that amazing? Faith, a little faith. Step out of the boat. Step out of that comfort zone that you're in. Get rid of that drama, get out of your boat, get into God's boat, start walking with God. Get on some smooth water for a while. I've watched people try to convert people. You know, I'm gonna get that guy saved. No, you're not. The only person that can save another person is Jesus. We can be instrumental in that, in the fact that we become the witness. But ours is to do the little thing. Jesus loves you. Ours is to do the little thing. I love you. Ours is to do the thing that requires a little faith on our part, that God can use that little thing that I'm doing to change someone else's life. Maybe it's really just to be prophetic and just say prophetic things. And let the prophetic fall where it falls. It's not your job to perform it. Your job is only to speak it. You have to get out of your boat. You don't have to do God's part. And that's a problem with all of us. We're trying to do God's part. Instead of the things that he has asked us to do our job is not to save the world I'm sorry that's not your job your job is to preach the word of God and to be a witness it's God's job to take his word coming from you and touch someone else's heart and drawing them into the kingdom we push and push and push and we push people away It cannot be your way. You know, you get married, and one of the funny things about marriage is that uh, you think you're going to change something about your spouse. That's a bad mistake, right? Because the moment you think you're going to change something about your spouse is the moment you get a volcano coming back at you. Right? Doesn't work, does it? You have to love them for who they are and where they are and allow your love to touch their lives. That's all. I don't know what time it is, but I'm running out of time. Okay, I'm going to finish with this one. I'll do the last one because I really like this. First John 3, 1. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called the children of God. Therefore the world does not know us, because it does not know him. Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know that that when he is revealed, we shall be like him. For he sees us as we, as we are, as he is. Everyone who has this hope in himself purifies himself just as he is pure. Listen to what it says. Beloved, now we are the children of God. And it has not been yet revealed what we shall be. But we know when he is revealed we shall be like him For we shall see him as he is. To be like Jesus really should be the hope of every Christian. The problem is is that we see ourselves as we are. And we see how far away we are from who he is. The amazing thing is that that God is working every day to bring about transformation in our lives. Sometimes we go through some pretty hairy places that make us pull in closer to God. And sometimes we don't. God wants you to come to be like him or seek that search to be like him because it's the desire of your heart. So it's not, it's, it's not how smart we are, or how much knowledge we have. It's not how much we can accomplish for God. It comes to what we're willing to do with God. In our ideal that we should win the world for Jesus. God's ideal is that he should win our hearts for him. And our lives for him. Completely and holy. Part of the thing about this morning... Because God really does want us to get out of our boat. Why? Because his boat, his boat has everything that you have need of. And it's much smoother waters than the boat that you're in. Even if drama comes, you're in a bigger boat and you're in the presence of God and you're in the power of God and you're in the word of God, and you're in the, in the things of God, and God is able in that place to give you what you have need of to face the things that you have to walk through with in peace, in joy, in love. That's really what he's after and has been forever, was that his people would be like him. You say, well, I want to walk on water. I want to pray for the sick. I want to do this. I want to do that. And God says, I just want you to be like me. And if I tell you to be prophetic, then just go do it. If I tell you to lay hands on the sick, just go do it. If I tell you to believe like a mustard seed, then believe. It all comes down to one thing. Yours and His. And you and Him walking in this intimate relationship with one another. And as God begins to move on you, He begins to change you. When you change, your character's going to change. Your temperament's going to change. The way you think's going to change. The way you want to live is gonna change. Everything is gonna to begin to go on to change according to what God is doing in you. What God's doing in your heart. If you don't see that, if you don't see that that's really what God is after, is you, then you're never gonna understand how God is working in your life. He wants you to be willing. It's what he wants. He wants you to be willing to do whatever he wants of your life. And if it seems like whatever you're doing is not doing very well, it doesn't change what he wants. He wants a willing heart to do it, to serve him. One of the biggest kicks I get in ministry, there are so many different kinds of disappointment and one of them are people because they do things that just blow you away and you don't even know why they do it but you can't allow that when you're in ministry to shape who you are what you have to allow to shape who you are is that intimate relationship that you have with Him, and that is what's going to happen no matter who you are. I know there are a lot of people that say, well, I'll never lose anyone. That's not true. It doesn't work like that. I have to allow God to work in your heart. I have to allow God to work in your heart. I have to allow God to work in your heart. I have to allow God to do what God's doing in you. My part is very simple. It's the word of God. Honestly, that's it. To present you with the truth of his word and to allow God to take the truth of his word and minister to you to do the heavy lifting in your life. Very simple. Let the prophet be the prophet, right? Let the healer be the healer, right? Let the apostle be the apostle. Let the teacher be the teacher. Let the shepherd be the shepherd. The only thing I'm asking of you this morning, get out of your boat. Make your life much smoother if you get into his the great exchange. Give yours away. Give it to God. Give it to God and exchange it for all the attributes that he has for you and learn how to live there. Amen? So all stand up. Reach over and touch somebody if you would. One of the biggest things about love is that love is communicated through touch. It always is. It communicates that you care for someone else when you reach out and you touch them and you move beyond yourself. Father's love to his daughter or daughter's love to her brother or mother or friend or someone who just needs it. Someone who just needs a touch and you don't even know it, but because you're touching them, God uses that to say, I care about you. That's what it says. It says, I care about you when you touch somebody else. Pray with me, Father. I pray for your love. I pray for your peace. And I pray for your joy. And your mercy, your kindness, your grace, and your power. Father, I need to get rid of mine. All my drama. All my shortcomings. You know, Lord, my real shortcomings. The stuff I don't really want to tell anybody else about. You know what I'm I'm talking about, Lord. Because you know me. Father, I want to take that. I want to take that, Lord. And I want to give it to you today. I want to take all my hurt, my pain, and my sufferings, Lord. And I want to give that to you too. My griefs. Oh, God, my griefs. And the dramas of my life. Father God, I want to give that to you this morning. I want to exchange it, Lord. Say, Father, I give that to you. Tell him. Say it louder. Father, I give that to you. And then say, Father, give me your spirit of joy, of peace, love, and exchange. I let it go I receive it in the name of Jesus thank you for joining us today here at the Living Waters Church in Globe, Arizona we hope you enjoyed the message by Pastor Jay Petty may you have a great week and may everything you do be blessed by God